that time of week when you let your mind wander into the unknown. Join me, Russ, and the rest of the Six Ghost Hunters team as we discuss everything paranormal. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms Facebook at Essex Ghost Hunters, Instagram at Essex Ghost Hunters, Twitter at ESX Ghost Hunters, and please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Essex. Hello there, guys, and welcome to a, another episode of the podcast with myself, Russ, and Joey Essex. Hey, hey. what, Russ? Yeah, not bad. Yourself? Not bad. Bit hot today. Yeah. Bit hot today. Bit hot. But you were you were sunning yourself next to the the sea lions at yeah kayaking. So Bit of kayaking today down near was it suns out guns out or is it suns out plums out? I've got no guns anyway. I've got some guns. <laughs> <laughs> and guys, today we are very, very honoured to be joined by the wonderful Mr. Simon. Hi, everybody. Hi, Joe. Hi, Russ. Hi, Sandra. Well, you've beat me to it. And Sandra is with us Hello. today as well. Hello, guys. How Hello, are we? Sandra. Yeah, all good. All good. All good. She's the bald queen. <laughs> <laughs> so today's podcast, guys, we are going to venture into one of the Essex Ghost Hunters' favourite locations. We talk about what makes us happy during the time of when we've been out investigations. And we tend to find in, the, in our sort of Essex area that we go back to this place quite often. Not only are the the organisers of their paranormal events just really wonderful, we've helped obviously BBC Essex out um, at, on location. We've done podcasts from that location and interviews about that location. Um, it always comes back to a wonderful, wonderful night that we have there, and that is the lovely Harridge Readout Fault. Now, it really does go back a long way for myself and Simon. And I think I, I can't quite remember. Had we been to Harridge Fault before Joe joined us on that night? Yes. Yes, we well, had. Actually, I do believe that, um, yes, you have, because I remember when you invited me to go there, I was very apprehensive about going. And then some one of you guys said to me, Are oh, you going to love it in the cells? So you must have been, I think you must have been there before, unless unless you were just reading it from a a map, you know, of a pamphlet or something. I really can't remember. I really can't remember. Go for it, Si. I think we've been there with uh, Ryan and Elfie. Uh, was it ourselves though? Who would we have gone with? This is what because we went with obviously. Uh, I don't think the teams are in in play anymore. Um, but Still. we went there, but I, but I wouldn't remember who we went with there. At the beginning, perhaps we paid to do it because it wasn't that much, if you remember. Yeah, but I, I'm sh I, I can't remember. I generally can't remember. We've definitely done it. Uh, we had we had been there before. I do remember us being there time before. Yes, Joe. Another clue, possibly, is when we when I went. That was my first ghost hunt, wasn't it? 
Yeah. There was a paranormal, is it pips or sips or something? Pips, yeah. Now, you seem to know them. So did you did you see them previously there? No, we saw them at uh, Kelverdon Hatch. Okay. We went to Kelverdon. And I, I generally can't, I can't remember a time previous to that because obviously our good friend Ross was with us at the time as well. Yeah. And I can't remember who we would have gone with. I, you know, in me, unless we visited the day, I don't know, but I can't remember a previous time. I thought that might have been our first time we went. It may have been, but I do seem to recall we've been there before. But I can't remember. It would so. have been a long time ago. Yes, yeah. to say that. Um, Sandra, when was your first visit to the lovely Harridge Fault? I can't remember the exact time, but I know my first visit, I was a guest of yours. I wasn't actually a team member at the time. So I've had the good fortune being on both sides of the fence with you guys. Good, good, good. I'm gonna, I, as I'm gonna, I'm gonna run with the facts that we're not too sure of when we went, when if Joe was with us the first time or not. But for the the, the benefit of the doubt, it, that that evening is probably the most strongest memory that I have of Harry's fault. So if it was our first time, it would have only been our second time if it was, if that. Um, obviously. There is there is footage of what we're going to talk about now uh, on our, our, our Facebook pages and our website www.essexcoasthunters.uk. Go onto the blog section and you will see the footage of the Harridge readout fault. Um, what happened that night? Now I'll start off with so if I remember rightly, was it though? Was we pre-warned about being going into the cells? Because uh, I remember rightly, I've, if, if it, my, my memory serves me right, we was pre-warned about going into them cells. Yes, I think we were. But, so that was our first start of it. But we did go into the cells, as paranormal investigators should do, that if we're told not to, that we will do. Um, and... I always, I, I still to this day, I still blame you, Joe, for what happened in that cell. <laughs> for you, for you messing with that Bible, that was your fault. <laughs> it was some biblical proportions, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> um, differently, I can't remember exactly. It was something to do with the with the book, Simon. Right, uh, uh, you know, I've been working on uh, my book, and this Harry's fault, twenty eighth of the. September 2012. This was a very strange and scary experience for the team. Our first ever event at the fault. We arrived at 8.15 from other team members, Essex Ghost Nights and Sips. So it was our first time. I, I, I thought it was because I couldn't, I, I just remember, I couldn't remember a time before that. Yeah, and you got warned in the cells. We, we, you channeled into what, uh, a repairman called Davey. Uh, he used to work in the fault, and he warned us not to go in the cells. And then it all came from there. Who, who, who Russell did? He channeled yeah. into someone called that. Yeah. Was that a book plug you just done then? No, it's, it's <laughs> not really finished. I thought he was plugging your book. <laughs> so will be. We met Sergeant Wilson. Sergeant oh, yeah. Wilson. 
Mm. Yeah, remember? Yes. I remember Sergeant Wilson because that was in the. Um, yeah. I can't remember the name of the room. Is it Hankin? I can't remember. I, have to have, I haven't got that. And in the room, he was the guy that was stopping the soldiers from hiding contraband, like spoons and tobacco, was it, wasn't it? Yes. Was it the room with the beds in? Yes. Yeah. No, no. no just, um, Lockers. Yes, the one with the beds in. There was a bed far, far end. There was, there was, some, there was two benches on the left, and there was about two or three beds on the right. That's it. I think that's Hankin. So no, 2012. Hankin. There you go. Hankin is the room set up like a classroom. Is it? I think. It could be either here or there. Um, <laughs> we haven't forgot about you, Sandra, but we're going to just do this story first and then we're, we're crack back to yeah, no, the first there. Okay. So... Yeah, I've seen the video, so go ahead. <laughs> um, so we'll crack on with the story. We carried on our investigations and we ended up in the cells. And if any of you are listening, been to Harridge Fault. It is just a cylindrical fault in the ground at a dry moat. And all the rooms go off it. So it's in like a cylindrical circle with all the rooms. So we got, we're working our way around the rooms and we end up in the cells. And there's three cells within this room. So we, you know, as in, we investigate, walking up to the third cell. So it was in the first cell, and I do believe there was a spirit of a either a French or Italian or some foreign French, um, French soldier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he really didn't really play ball, so to speak. So we moved to the next cell, but in the first cell, there was a Bible on the side. If I remember rightly, I think it's the second cell. Second cell is the middle cell. Mm. Yeah, it was. Because we was in the far one, the third cell, and the Bible was behind us. Yeah. Right. Okay. So it was in the second cell. Nothing happened in that cell apart from Joe decided to stand up the Bible and ask for something to happen with the Bible. Now, mm. Yeah, he's just—he's laughing. If you can see it, guys, I wish we yeah. could show it to you because he's now giggling and laughing. So we moved into the third cell, and we all stood in. It's big enough to get us all in. We all stood in a circle. I stood near the door. My friend Ross stood next to me. Ryan stood next to Ross, Simon, and Joe. So you could imagine that in a circle, but at the entrance of the door. And I remember listening. And I could hear footsteps walking up or shuffling up the corridor. Like, <laughs> and everyone was talking and I said, just, you know, can we just all just listen to this? And we all fixated on the the corridor. And I think we all heard it. If I, Joe, did you hear it, Simon? Yeah, yeah. walking up and down the corridor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden... We was all looking at the door and this energy just flew into the room and it was just a force that threw us all against the wall. All of us against the wall. Yeah. And, well, the only one that ran out was Joe. Yeah, because he, ran, I, 
Yeah, because this was my first go, son. I, I never really um, dealt with spirit apart from if you can see the film now, <laughs> Simon's doing the Superman thing where I'm rushing out. <laughs> I basically, um, before this, before that happened, we was doing. I was doing the rods in one of the rooms, wasn't I? In the yeah. room where Sergeant Wilson was. And that amazed me. That blew me away to see them rods going. So that was that was enough to blow you away. But to go from that into the cells where you suddenly felt this big ball of energy push you over, it was very shocking. So I panicked and legged it out. And if anyone wants to watch it, you can watch it on YouTube. <laughs> legged it wasn't the word, guys. Legged it. Is not the word. It, it, he flew. He flew That's out right. that door. And we was only in there for about a minute after that before we got out to Joe. And I swear he was on his fifth cigarette. Hmm. <laughs> it definitely wasn't his first cigarette he was on. And to this, and, and we obviously the whole the whole group that in that thing screamed, screamed. We'd like big girls' brasses. We screamed, and the other team come running over to us. Yeah, um, yeah go Joe. Yeah, because everyone else come out of where, where they were in, in their rooms. But you lot didn't come out that quickly, did you, really? No, because I, I was trying to settle everybody down. I tried to I settle. Think, I think Ross was quite spooked. Yeah, I had to push him against the wall to calm him down. Yeah. I remember that totally. But I was just like saying, calm down, calm down. Everyone, just calm down. Um, Go for it. But to the to the viewers that do watch the YouTube video, did you say you're gonna post a snippet on Facebook as well? We'll try I'll try and post it onto Facebook at some point over the next sort of week or so. Yeah, well if um, anyone watches that or watches YouTube, you can actually see Russell lift off the ground, but to this day he still says he didn't, but Yeah, you can see it. You can I, see I, it. I totally it's I, I I like to be I like to see when I do all my investigations, I like to have a other another side of it because if I can't get another side of it, then I've got evidence. The debunking side of it. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I like to say so it, because as a paranormal investigator, we was all fixated on that doorway. It only took a knock or a little brush of one of them people in that room to make someone jump. And when someone jumps, everyone jumps. Yes, Simon. Uh, but in that cell, I think both me and Joe saw the light above us also at the time of the forces coming together in that cell. Yeah, but Do you remember that, Joe, when we were, we were watching it? Yeah, and when I felt the energy, it actually, for a split second, like half a second, stopped me from actually running out of the, the door. Yeah. And that's why I was convinced that there was something that I wasn't, used to and that's why it scared the crap, yeah. the crap out of me pardon my french yeah no it's fine it's, it's, i say it but i, I still I, lo I do like to look at the other side of thing it only took for example it could only have it might have only took um ryan's hand to brush on rossi's shoulder or elbow or whatever and make him jump and then he goes ah that makes us jump and if i and i must admit if i'm jumped i normally jump yeah. i normally jump in the air and because we was all focusing down that court hallway, we could have all jumped because someone's jumped. And that means then there's panic and we all throw our arms about and we feel like we're getting hit and that. 
Yeah, that but, possibly debunks uh, that, but it doesn't debunk the energy that I felt and the lights. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I, I will always, I think a true paranormal investigator will always try and debunk something. I think that always works out the best sort of way to work. And that's just me. Um, so that was sort of our first time at Harwich. Now, the cells at Harwich has, has caused us enormous amount of problems throughout of time at Harwich. But I'm going to introduce Sandra into the conversation now. And Sandra, can you give us your first experiences of Harwich? Yeah, well, unfortunately, the worst bit of my first experience was in the cells. Um, I was in the, I think it was the second cell with Simon. And we was using the rods and communicating with the French soldier. Um, and everybody from the teams were in one of the cells. And Russ decided that it was too quiet. The spirits were too quiet in there. And went ape shit down the corridor, banging, shouting, yelling, and getting the spirits to communicate. And, oh, my God, I, I don't know how we didn't all shit ourselves in those cells because what we were getting back, the knocks, the noises were just amazing in there. And then we went into the end cell, and myself and um, the girl I was with, we was pushed into the corner we had our hairs, hair was being pulled and we was being strangled. We had pains in our stomach. Um, the spirit in there doesn't like females in there at all. Was there something about a ring on that particular occasion? Yeah, it was. You're right, Joe. There was a, there was a ring involved. Mm. How the hell did you remember that? And that's come through. No, it's, it's absolutely spot on because as soon as you said it, it's, I remembered it. I do remember about a ring. Yeah. 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 It's a nasty piece of work. Mm. It was. I think he they stole the ring off the woman. Didn't he, didn't he write for right. her and then steal it? Yeah. I've just gone all tingly all down my legs. Bloody hell. <laughs> Goosebumps. Like chicken. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> it? <laughs> I mean, that was the first experience that I'd got of um, Harridge. It it does uh, say within the within the EGH team, everyone does know that my dislike of Harridge, but it's only the drive, guys. That is anyone from Harridge fault is listening. It's not your fault. It is the drive to Harridge. It does my absolute nugget in, Joe. I do not understand why, because it's not an awful distance, really, compared to some of the places we've been to, like Oxford Castle. It's just, yeah. its not the distance. Yeah. It's not the distance. It's not the distance at all. It is just two shitty roads that, sorry about my language, the crappy roads that you have to go down. The A120. One, the A12. The A120. And as soon as you get halfway down there and you get to the roundabout bits and you're stuck behind a stupid lorry then you're, you're knackered you're knackered mm. and then when you're coming home it's always dark there's no road lights all the way home it's like when i come back from oxford the the lights are on the orange lights but coming back from harridge is not simon you have stayed there with us because we stayed there twice overnight i never stayed there <laughs> mistake. I'm, I've got creature comforts. I've got creature comforts, and I saw the pictures. The I, next remember, day. I remember the tits. 
I've got the video of you putting the tent down, Si. <laughs> you still got it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know what's weird? Sorry. Do you know what's really weird? Uh, I've got like 20 million photos on my iMac and I was going through some photos the other day and that was one of them. It was the pop-up tent. And it's a photo of Sandra and Simon trying to put this pop-up tent down. Isn't that weird? And do you know what? That was probably about 2013. It's still in the same place as I've got that home in my loft. As a move. I'm, I'm, quite, I'm, I'm su- quite surprised you never took it, left it there. <laughs> but but we'll, we'll crack on. Um, there is so many stories and so many replicated stories throughout time at Harwich. Um, we tend not to look at the history before we go. So right, me and Simon, that first time we would, we wouldn't look at the history, but over time we've investigated that. I'd say that is probably the, with that and the Kelverdon bunker is close to the most investigated place that we've done. Oh yeah. God, I've been to Harwich many, many, well, it's got to be, uh, it's probably got to be over 10 times. It's, it's got to be. And yeah, but we've we've only just investigated twenty five percent of it, probably. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just because that, I've never done all the rooms in Harwich ever. No. And to be fair, we've got obviously a guest of Corum, um, always likes to join us at uh, Harwich. Um, he has an affinity with the place. We're just going to do a couple of stories about um, Harwich. We're going to do Simon. Go to Simon and the famous Annabelle story just for a minute but i just want to go to a story that annie, annie. sorry annie annie's room don't say annabelle um, think it's that doll in the case <laughs> but i'll just start with a story of the 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 top of the fault now there's a very well-known story that uh, a lady haunts the top area of harry's fault and the bridge that you come over she was either pushed or she jumped from a bit of a miss match of what happened there no one really knows we just know that she fell from the bridge did she commit suicide was she pushed you know i don't think we've really nailed down exactly what it was so when we've always walked around the moat area it's always i'm going to go sort of use sandra for this i say because obviously it's a woman's sort of feeling when we take yeah. the ladies around the the moat area, just and Simon normally does this on a, a regular basis with one of his all his groups. If he's in the moat area, he will walk them around the moat. And I, I do believe that a lot of the ladies get stomach pains. Am I correct, Sandra? Yeah, that's right. It it really you can feel it feels like you're pregnant and you're going into labour. The stomach pains are absolutely horrendous as you're walking around. Um, it it really does feel quite quite real, actually. And I know Simon, you use that quite often within your investigations, don't you? Yeah, and also in that moat area, uh, we've had the uh, the grid laser literally kicked up in the air. One of the very very early investigations. Literally, we were doing the investigation. We picked up on the woman, uh, a man had rushed past us. And we'd actually seen him at the doorway of the fault because I actually thought it was a guest. As we turned to see if it was a guest, the uh, 
Gridlizer decided to launch itself up in the air and there was nobody within that Gridlizer, so nobody did it. And no, I know Russ probably say it's a win, but there was no win that night. So it's one of the... I remember that night. Yeah, best thing I've ever seen there. So, yes, and I always use that moat area. Good good area to use. It, it just gets people feeling. Cool. And, and also, didn't we do a board up on the higher bit and we picked up on someone, a woman? Um, we did do a board up by, um, by the cannons at the top. That's it, yeah. There was like yeah. a table or something we made. I don't know if it's a barrel. Was it something like that? Or was, I know there might be a picnic table there, up there, like a, a pub bench, wasn't there? Yeah. yeah. Yes, there is a pub bench up there, yeah, by the cafe bit. And I'm sure we picked up on this story where the woman was thrown off there, up there. That's, there is, um, you know, there is, obviously, there, we know there's a, you know, with the time we've been there reading other stories um listening to other people we do know that you know we i think that we, we can all confirm that there is a story about a lady that has either obviously felt or pushed um yes. one of the obviously most one of the about that lady is sort of quite common that she makes herself known to other ladies now mm-hmm. me and Simon yeah. did a lot um an outdoor broadcast for BBC Radio Essex with the Sadie Nine show, um, Breakfast Morning. And at the beginning of the, the live, she asked what would we be expecting and blah, blah. We said, we're not going to actually tell you because the lady will make herself known to you or, you know, she will let her know. And we was walking around. She was talking to us. We was just about to cut to the news, I believe, Simon. Yeah, there was a there's a something going on where she had to rush it really quickly. She walked past one of the landing, you know, like where the winches go down, and she went, "Oh, hell, you know, you're right down there." And then she looked back again, and there was no one down there. She thought it was the lady from the fort that was hiding down there, mm-hmm. and we all we all laughed because we and Simon knew what was going on. Yeah. Well, we delayed the news for about 10 minutes and they were getting more and more frustrated because the producer was standing in front of us going, hurry up, hurry up. We, you know, we've got to go to the news. And, we, and she's going, no, but I've just seen something down there. Something, yeah, was. there was a lady down there in a white dress. Um, and she got really sort of, I would say a little bit spooked at the time. But then we had cut to the news and she took through her earphones off, started to talk and we had to go back. And it was, so we, we do know there is a lady or an energy of a lady that is, up and around the top of the fault. Is there anything anybody else want to sort of a crack on with that? Go for it, Mr. Well, the reason Sadie from BBC Essex was like that is because I don't think she was really expecting to get any um, clear evidence like that on air. Because I remember listening to that and it really it, did amaze her. And another thing before Simon cuts in, I think you've done that twice, haven't you, there? Um, well, BBC I- Essex. I've I've done a lot of things with BBC Essex. I've done. No, I think you've done it twice at Harwich. Did you not go back there with him? Mm, no, we didn't do an outside broadcast with him. We did. No, I can't remember doing another one with him. No. Oh, okay, Simon. I, I was just going to say, uh, Harwich is a place that will give you an experience, or will give a new guest an experience. It doesn't have to be in the cells. It can be in any one of those rooms. 
it's a, it's a good place if to go if you're a ghost hunter and want to see and hear things because you will. I even believe that the toilets are, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. The ladies are, definitely. Yeah, we, I do know we have problems with ladies going to the toilet there. Not to put everyone off, by the way. I, I've never been in the ladies' toilets, so I can't say what haunts there, to be fair. So, Sandra, you can elaborate on that. What do you feel that's in the, the ladies' toilets? You, you can hear um, females crying, distressed, um I was in the toilet and I thought there was a guest outside in tears. And when I went out there, there wasn't. <laughs> well, <laughs> ladies in tears in the toilets, guys. I don't really know where to go with that, to be fair, Sandra. Um, <laughs> I really don't. The um, ladies will understand. <laughs> <laughs> ladies screaming in the toilets. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit lost on that one, guys. Um, it, <laughs> it makes our events sound so great. <laughs> oh, that's it, guys. We don't edit this. I don't edit this, guys. Um, you just get what it is on the tin. So I've got Joe that's just muted his microphone because he's absolutely wetting himself down there. Simon's had to get up and walk away. And how I've held it together just to give us a... <laughs> Linking to the next bit, I don't know. The only problem with investigating the lose is um, we're not a very good place to investigate. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit difficult. It's not very hygienic, <laughs> to say the least. Simon's gone. <laughs> it is, as I say, we that is one of the most. <laughs> I suppose it's to be fair. It's one of the most popular questions that we get asked at Harridge. I think yeah. after every break, I think someone says there's something in them toilets. Yeah, it's, it's probably the most quizzed answer, you know, question that we actually get asked. And we never, we never investigate them, do we? it's something that the we we I don't think we really could investigate. So I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to investigate it. <laughs> I can't imagine no. that being too hygienic. No. Um, so <laughs> can, after that, in um, a bit of fun, we'll move on to one of Simon's favourite rooms. Um, Does it involve the boat? No. It's going to be Annie's room. Annie's room. It's not even called Annie's room. I'll try and find. I'll try and find the the name of the room for you. Um, I'll let you and I'll let you go on. And let us know why it is your favourite room. Uh, why is it my favourite room? Uh, I've, I've taken a lot of sceptical people in that room to meet Annie. And Corin won't mind me saying it if he's listening uh, or does listen. That he was very sceptical when he first went to places with us. Uh, Harridge thought was probably one of his first as well with us. And I took him into Annie's room. And all of a sudden... He just got overwhelmed, definitely overwhelmed by this little girl. She's a little girl. She's from the wartime, we've managed to ascertain. Uh, she brings other children in when she's in that room. She gives EMF read readings out of this world. We've also had Coron come back on, I think it was probably his first occasion, third occasion, and he bought her old gramophone to play Run Rabbit, Run Rabbit which was absolutely fantastic because the room just went ballistic. Sorry, Joe, yeah, go on, mate. Do, do we, do, 
from that, do we assume that it was during the Second World War then? She knew Hitler, she knew Churchill. So, yes, we do. One no. thing we didn't do, we didn't research that, did we? No, I think Coram did. I think Coram actually took it upon himself uh, with Carol uh, to go away and research it, and they did find schooling was done there during the wartime years. In that particular, I, I don't know if it was in that particular room, but it was in the fall. And the funny thing in that room, uh, I think it was after we'd been there about five or six times, uh, my surname being Cardi, we actually went, Russell found it actually, we went to the boards in... Uh, yeah. In the display cabinet. In the display cabinet, and on that board was my surname, which really, really uh, means something. And Annie will always meet me at Harwich Fort, no matter what. Uh, I did go there once, and she wasn't there. Uh, but I found out that was why that was, and now she's back there. And I must yeah, I was just going to say, when um, Corin brought that record player in, is it called a record player, Simon? I'm not sure. Um, when he brought that in, <laughs> the the energy that night was amazing. We had the children in there playing with um, Porky and Boo Bear. Do you remember? Yeah. We sat them on the chair and they were they were interacting. The Porky was our EMF, if you like, equivalent of the EMF. He was going bananas they were pushing the bear over that was just an absolutely amazing energy that night and weren't the k2 meters uh moving in since the music and remember yeah. this, this is not a plug-in record player this is a gramophone that you wind up so people say oh the emf readers are going to go off because of the the electrics there was no electrics there this was a record this one who wound up and played on like right. the ones you used to have in your teenage years. <laughs> yeah, right. And, uh, and the thing is, also on that night, was uh, his wife Karen was there, and we had the dog. Do you remember the dog? Yeah. And she, she said to me, uh, oh, I didn't think there'd be uh, ghost animals. So I said, yeah, of course there's ghost animals, blah, 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 blah. And she said, oh, I don't think there can be. So I asked the ghost animal to bite her leg, which she promptly did, and she had a mark on her leg, and it hurt. Amazing. Yeah, so, yeah, so it never ceases amazing. And there was a few punters, well, not punters, I shouldn't say that word, there's a few visitors or clients that we used to bring there, and they used to fill the dog as well, didn't they? Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, so many. And we've heard it bark. How many times have we heard it bark there? And also in there, there was a teacher... Yes, teacher looks after him. In the corner, and um, my partner at the time, Carol, she picked up on her, I think, and had a conversation with her. Yeah, I think you're right. Mm. Yeah, amazing place. Amazing yeah. place. I'll let somebody else tell the story about the boat room because there again, you've got the boat room, so that's somebody else's job. So I'll just go back to Annie's room because as I've been in there a few times, obviously. But I, you've always told me that you must shut the door or keep the door open, for whatever it is. Mm. Yeah. Shut the door. Why? Because uh, that interrupt. You haven't got to shut the door all the time. It's if you want to play with the children. Why would that? Why would that? Sorry, Joe. I was going to say there was a little boy that sneaked in that door. Yes. It was to do with Annie, if I yeah. remember right as well. 
is all I say is I, is what I say is why does the door need to be shut? Is it holding something back? Is it is it stopping a negative or is it stopping a uh, something stopping the children from playing? Because it shouldn't really matter either way, a door being open or not. No, so, uh, I think it's the children playing. I think I don't think they were probably allowed to play there in the wartime. I think they were there to uh, be taught. But the teacher is very good at letting them have their time there. So because there's a there's there's a, a stairwell there, isn't there, at the back? The stairwell's bad, and sometimes you have to hold back a negative energy. Yes. It's, it's just that is one of the things that within you know working within the paranormal field and i've been in that room and seen that i think the door has to be shut if i if my mind serves me right and i, yeah, I, I, I can't see i've ever said anything quite as strange as that i don't see why the door being shut affects the activity but it does um it, it does I, i've witnessed it firsthand and i've, I've stood in that room with the door wide open where nothing happens and closing the door, it happening. Um, it, it, it does, it does, that one does always discombobulate my mind. Mm. That one does. Ooh. It's a long word, isn't it? I looked up now. <laughs> <laughs> it does, it confuses me. That one really does confuse me. Every time I step in that room, it does. Sandra? As I say, I remember um, when we've been in that room, it's quite a heavy door, but sometimes we've had to put something behind it to stop it from opening. And when we've been there, the door has actually opened. It's Whatever's been put behind the door has been pushed down and opened, and there's been no wind out there because we, we went out and looked for the wind, didn't we, Si, see if the yeah. wind had pushed it. It's a big, heavy door, and that door does open on its own. Oh, God, and if you've got Coram... He's, a, he's probably the most sceptical one, more sceptical than Russ that would be trying to disprove things uh, with Coral. Always. Always, always. It's good. It's good. It is good. Um, we'll move on to our... I say there is another a room that we do. Well, there's, there's actually two rooms, really. We've got the... I, I, see, I think Hankin is our, our horrible room with the, the, the chairs... Stack, um, like the, the what you'd call it, like a set up like a classroom. Um, but I, I've looked online at, during the while we're recording this to see if there is a, a list of the rooms, and I can't find the list of the rooms linking up with pictures. Um, I should have done a bit of research before we did because I knew the rooms were going to be the questions that we needed. Um, but there is a boat, isn't there, in one of the rooms? Yeah, that, you know, we could if you sort of put your hands on, sort of like. If you was doing a table tipping experiment, but put your you know hands on the boat, a it does begin to rock, and how many times if you put your hands on it, you feel seasick. Yeah. You generally feel seasick. Go for it, Joe. We wasn't really trying to make the boat move, was we? We were trying to feel if it was moving, so it's yeah. slightly different to table tipping. Um. I can't remember the exact story on there. I think Simon probably would be best for this one. It's something to do with someone it's drowning Mrs. or overboard. Mrs. Stokes. Was it remember? something else? Yeah, Stokes. Yeah. Remember we had another medium there. Now she was a friend of yours, Russ. Come as a guest. We did have another medium there. We both picked up. I can't remember what her name was. 
it's, it's all linked to the bell. Yeah. The bell is Mr. Stokes. The bell in that room at the back is is Mr. Stokes's bell. But what yeah. was the sadness all about? There was a sadness there, wasn't there? I, I can't remember to be didn't fair. She lo- didn't she lose her family, her boys at sea? Yes, I think she did lose her boys. And if you look at this certificate in one of them things, that I, I think, that says uh, their names and she wants to get them, but we can't get them for some reason. Mm. That that room amazes me with the smells that we get in there. We yes. get the baking bread in there and 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 things like that in there. But you wouldn't expect to get in a room where there's a boat. I thought remember we did that first exercise and we drew around the two bees yes. and left them in yes. the room. Yeah, so they did we not put the crosses up in there as well or draw around the crosses? I can't remember. Probably did, yes. Yeah, I think we did. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm sure we might have had the uh, the the crosses on there. You going to mention this the other story or what's the, what's the other story? Go. Oh, it, so but we, we have spoke about that story in, when we spoke about the board session, didn't we? Yes. In, um, when we, we had the board the session. So anyone want to hear that story, they can go and download our spirit, uh, spirit Board episode and listen. But I think um, I c- when we've done the Spirit Board, yeah, Sandra was on the Spirit Board podcast. Yeah. So I we can't remember, Sandra. You was doing the board then, were you? No. Yeah. I started I was, it. I started, you started it off. <clears throat> and then um, I think there was another team member who's not with us anymore left the board. At the time, um, and then that's when everything happened. I, th- I think we've got cross stories here. I think we've Agreed. got cross stories there. Yeah, you go with your story, Sandra, for a minute. Elaborate I was thinking on of the your... one where where somebody had left the board, the glass on the board. No, go with it. Go with it. that. Happened at oh, Harwich. Yeah. It, it was at, at Harwich. Um, somebody had left the glass on the board, and um. When somebody, I, I don't think it was you or Ryan, Russ, went to go back to collect the board and it had moved, that somebody had moved the glass or it was well, moving or broke or something on the board. It was me, Coram, and someone else was, was in the room next to it. And it's all you could hear was the glass shifting, like, on the board. And we was like, what is that noise? It, it, you know, could it be animals? And then when we went into the room, we we sort of saw the glass sort of move and then we realised the exact sound was the glass moving on its own. Um, but there is a very, very well-known story for like, us as Essex Ghost Hunters, probably our greatest bit of evidence ever found, obviously, but we can't say it too much. Um, but it's on our Spirit Bald episode, guys. So I'm not going to tell you the story because I want the downloads. So you can all go over to the Spirit Bald episode and listen to that story if you haven't already listened to it. Um uh, that's a good idea, is because you don't want to mention names. Because I think we nearly did when we was doing that. We probably could. Yeah. Got to be careful. I don't, want to, I don't want to step down that road again. It took. It took me. I was so focused on that. It was. I know you've done quite well, I must say. But no, Harridge Fault does hold a big, a big, a special, you know, place in all of our hearts, Simon. I've just gone back to my book bit, and uh, in there it's Mrs. Stokes. She leads us to some medals. 
in a glass case. Uh, and she's looking for her husband and she wants these medals and decorations moved because they're heat. Another plug for the book there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bloody long plug because this book won't be ready to 2038. <laughs> Simon is going to bring out a book soon. So, um... <laughs> soon? Soon. Soon, please. <laughs> Soon, if he collects his old age pension before that book is finished. See, I've got all about Mr. Stokes now. I've got all about Mr. Stokes. Does it mention about the sadness? It must have been what Sandra said. It, it's about her looking at his medals are there. And she wants them put in a different place. I could have sworn when we first... Um, used to do investigations in that room. There was something about someone falling out of the boat, or oh, it's a welcoming boat, though, wasn't it? Or that yeah. boat um, rescuing people from another incident. But I can't remember. It's definitely it is a welk a welkin boat or wilkin whatever. So well, uh, we shrimping can... boat, wasn't it? Welking. Mama's gonna buy me a shrimping boat. <laughs> Oh, that's um, Forrest. <laughs> run, Forrest, run. Um, but no, Harridge is, you know, for anybody, you know, not if you're not into the paranormal, it costs you what three or four quid to go into it. That's yeah. It is a fantastic place. Go and support it, guys, especially coming out of lockdown. Them places. Is, Sorry, Joe. Are going to open then? Are they opening soon? They should be open on the 4th of the museums and all that can open as of the 4th of July. So hopefully the Harwich Fault is, you know, going to be able to open up, you know, if obviously they've got safety measures that they have to implement. Um, so honestly, guys, yeah, go down there and give them a massive support because, you know, these little places that, you know, us little companies like EGH, you know, need. And it is so well kept so so well kept and you think these people are volunteering as well Russ? yeah so anybody who is listening you know and in the essex area or coming to visit essex i know we've got some viewers in the states and things like that so it doesn't you know but if you ever do come on holiday to england pop out to harwich fault it show you a lot of history and it is so well kept it is unbelievable and it's a place that well, i would say is a good for your first ghost hunt because I can vouch for that for sure. Right. For me, it was. Just wear trainers, AJ. Eh, yeah. <laughs> and run. <laughs> and run, Forrest, run. You say bolt. <laughs> you say bolt. What? That, was a dub, that was a double bolt. That yeah. was. <laughs> You'd have beaten anybody out there that night, mate. Yeah. I will uh, definitely. I will definitely try and get the footage put onto the Facebook page. I'm sure we've got the footage somewhere. I'm pretty sure it's it's on our if it's it could even be on our YouTube channel. I'm sure it is on our YouTube channel. Yeah, it is. And if you can stand the journey, Russ, we're gonna have to do an event there one day. Oh, I've got to go back. It is one of them places that will always be, you know, a part of the a part of the events calendars. Do you know what I mean? We we say we know our events tend to run a little bit different. We try and miss out a couple of places a year, then go back the following year. It's normally alternate to be fair, it's normally alternate between the bunker and Harridge for us. One year that we do the bunker, next year we do Harridge and you know, because it, it needs a little I always say it needs a rest from us. 
because we always pick up on the same old stuff. It's nice to go there and as a medium and as a person who connects with spirit, it's very easy for me to go into that place. I like to be tested. Where? I like to pick up new things. Where, Harridge? No, but Harridge is, is, is easy. It's easy. It's very easy to, as, uh, as, a, as, a, as a person who communicates with spirit, it's very easy because you walk in that room, you know what you're going to get. Your brain can't get past that. My, my spiritual brain cannot get past what's already in them rooms because it's so trained on what it's doing. The beauty of Harridge is you've got, it's like a base, basically a big donut, isn't it? If you looked at it from a drone, if you're flying a drone, it's like a big donut. And in different segments of that donut, you've got different doors. And because of that, you can have lots of investigations going on. It doesn't really interfere with each other, but yeah. you're still all pretty close. Yeah. So, well, perhaps we should, when we next go back there, is do the rooms we've never done because there's got to be seven or eight rooms we've never done in that. Yeah, form. but that's you. Right. I've done all them rooms. Yeah, you haven't done all those rooms then. I've done all them rooms. Okay. Right. I've done the ones with the toys. All medical. the toys. All the, the medical one. Yeah, I've done it. I have done it. There's not much room. I'd say the only bit that I would not have done is the entrance. Where you walk down the... the couple of rooms the last time we went that had never been done before. Like say, we've never been opened. Well, the, the unfortunately, I, should, I hope Harridge are not listening. But the first one we did, they ever went there, they left all the rooms open by mistake. We went into the, remember, we were into the repair room. Yeah. yeah. We went and walked into this room, the door was open. We walked in and we thought, well, this ain't like a museum. This has got all their tools and everything everywhere. So we'll have a little investigation. Um, you had the room next to that that's all open, just nothing in it. Then you got the room next to that, which is the beds. Then you have the room next to that, which is the um, hanking with a little the toilet room, the, the toilet room, um, where all the cut oh, skull is set up, yeah. and with a little bit at the end. Then you have the room next to that where you've got all the um, like the um, little toys and all that on the wall. Then, you hanging. then you've got the shelter that goes into the next room. Then you have the one where you've got all the chains hanging down. Then you have the boat. Yeah. Then you have the cells. Yeah. Then you have the library bit where all the other bits are. And then I know you have... Bit, I know there's a bit you haven't done, Russ, and that is there's a bit underneath that we none of us have ever done. Yeah, yeah. you can't... Obviously, right, you can't yeah. do that. So, this would be a place that we can never get to unless they open it up to us. Um, the only place yeah. I never really get anything is the moat, and that, 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 you know, perhaps it's just because I don't link into that, but I don't very rarely do I get anything in that moat. Moat's quite good for me. I, I, I tend to do a, a, a blank in that room, and where all the chains are hanging, all the chains are hanging down, all the ironmongery stuff with the anvils and all that. There's a little bit behind that one, though, isn't there? That room, it's yes, got quite oh, a lot of um, stuff going on in there. Yeah, and it, it's a sort of another stairwell case up, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I've never. I, I struggle in there, and the room next to that with a medical room with the 
the dummy in the the wheelchair. <laughs> I don't get anything in that room neither. Mm. I find but that the, we haven't really talked about the one with Sergeant Wilson and the privates in there. That was that was a really good. Yeah, there's lots in there. Hell of a lot of activity in there, especially for for some reason for newbies. It's always that newbies tend to get activity in certain rooms, don't they? Yeah. Like that one in particular, the cells, obviously. But do you think that's us? Well, we're bringing, well, I suppose we're all intentionally bringing it forward. The, yeah. yeah. The spirit to come forward in them rooms, yeah. That's why I think we tend to sort of go to the same rooms all the time. And, and respect. And respect. It's the respect of spirit as well. I do respect spirit like I respect people. I'd always go and say hello. Why would I not go and say hello to people like Annie while I'm there? Even the canteen's haunted, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Sandra Sandra was trying to get the ghost to make the coffee last time we were there, but she never got on with that, did you? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I've, I've never investigated there, Joe. I'm always making tea and coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, I, I can't remember what it was in there. It's, it is like a woman that's working in there doing something like that, isn't it? I, oh, no, I, I'm getting muddled up, get up with cold ass fault. Yeah. yeah or Langard fault. No, cold ass fault in, in the in the bit there there's there's a there's activity oh no was it Amherst oh blimey I can't remember <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be the rooms the rooms where we sort of um, do our talk at the beginning of investigation and where we do the food and the drink there's always something going on in there but I think that's because the energy's building in there yeah, isn't it, it is. got, you, you think you think we you know look at Kelverdon you think Kelvin? That is haunted. That that base room is haunted. Oh, that yeah. could be yeah. thinking, because there's someone working in that kitchen. Yes, yeah. You're right. Crashes and bangs around. Mm. Yeah, we never investigated. <laughs> but the thing is, that is where we all start. That's where all our energies are going. You've got all the guests that are, they're getting sort of excited and ramped up and ready to go. Mm. You know, all our equipment's in there as well, so people are asking questions and. Yeah, true. So, yeah. All right, guys, that is the end of this week's podcast. Um, thank you ever so much to Simon and Sandra for joining us tonight. No problem. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, once again, thank you to my co host, Mr. Downs. Pleasure for us, as, you, as always. Yeah. Once again, well, I can't tell you what's next week because we never figure it out until sort of the day before we're recording, to be fair. So, it could be one of many things on our lists that we want to talk about, guys. But if you want anything spoken about, let us know at info at essexghosthunters.co.uk and we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. And if you do want to talk about it, maybe we'll invite you on. If it's your if it is your your subject matter, we'll invite you on. You come and talk to us about it and we'll answer you. That's You'll get idea. the truth from us. You'll get the truth. Well, no, I won't say the truth. You'll get our opinions, I should say, shouldn't I? I shouldn't force the truth onto people because that's not how we work. Um, we'll give you our opinion. So if you want to join us, email us at info at 
www.ltd.co.uk or private messages on Facebook and one of our lovely admin staff, Sandra or Kim, will pick it up and they'll let me know. And then we'll arrange for you to do a podcast with us. And it is so, just our opinions. We, might, we need to sort of make that quite strong. Yeah, it's, it's only our, our opinions. opinions. Our opinions always right, though. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> 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 it was always, it'd just be a general chit-chat, guys. So, <laughs> once again, thank you ever so much. And I will seize you. Well, seize you. You never see me. Um, you will hear me next week. Take care, guys. <laughs>